Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things caught my attention in my uh, readings over the last few days. Uh, One was an article by David French entitled, Why I'm Getting More Libertarian Every Day. As usual with David, it includes about half of uh, really good thinking and half of uh, false equivalencies, and I disagree completely. Particularly, he's talking about um, how both the left and the right want to use the government. Well, I should explain. His his point of view is that Americans on both sides of the aisle seem to want more and more government. Government to enforce the way they think the world ought to be. And and he, in, he mentions spending, which is where I'm going with this. But one thing that I totally disagreed with, he's talking about um, how some conservative places are, quote-unquote, outlawing the teaching of certain things in schools. And how that's just like... The cancel culture of the left, and I think he's completely wrong. On the one side, the left wants to cancel or prevent people saying things that have long been treated as perfectly acceptable and true, whereas the right is highly concerned about things that have never been taught in schools before and are utterly outrageous. So that's a false equivalency. But his part about money, I think, is smart and good. And he's talking about how it used to be that the federal budget deficit, and that's the yearly as opposed to the debt. The deficit is, you know, how much is the budget more spending than we take in every year? It followed predictable patterns. During good economic times, it would shrink. And during wars and recessions, it would rise as tax receipts fell, blah, blah, blah. Now it just goes up, 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 including four years in a row under Trump. So, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, anyway. 
Um, and he's talking about how we seem to be looking to government to spend money to solve everything. I thought that was interesting. But it was uh, Stephen Malanga in uh, the City Journal that really brought it home. Absolutely terrific reporting on, and it starts with South Florida. Golf was kind of dying in South Florida. Young people are just doing something else. Really? Um, Interesting. And, uh, Didn't know that. All, oh, yeah, all the golf communities that have opened up had to go public, and, and they're just closing then. But then the pandemic came along. And and a lot of people, including young people, thought, okay, I can be with friends, doing something fun outdoors. Golf it is. And golf's had this amazing uh, amazing resurgence. Didn't know that either. In spite of that, uh, they're talking about Palm Beach Gardens in South Florida. In spite of that, they got millions of dollars from the federal government, and they're going to build the new uh, giant public golf course with two-story clubhouse and big driving range and everything. Because they're being shoveled millions and millions of dollars from the federal government, and they got to do something with it. Wow. Happy to pay my taxes 3,000 miles away so you can have a new golf course because of COVID? You should have said that in the voice of a little kid, though. Yeah, true. Because it's that little kid's future tax money that's being spent. in an. uh, it, It is indefensible. It's as indefensible as rape. What we're doing to kids and grandkids' finances. And Stephen goes into a great deal of detail about this. The trillions of dollars uh, showering local governments with unprecedented federal dollars, ARPA, which was not really a recovery program, it was a stimulus program, totaling more than $5 trillion. Uh, We're running out of time. Um, even as the economy was recovering and tax revenues were rebounding, uh, those trillions of dollars was trotted out. The federal money has turned politicians into the proverbial kids in the candy shop. They're using it to restart parades, fund street performers, upgrade high school weight rooms, sports field, bike paths, golf courses, pickleball courts, and other essential infrastructure. Billions of dollars are going to illegal aliens. Cities are testing efforts to give low-income residents guaranteed money that supporters say will end poverty. Uh, New broadband networks, he just goes on and on and on. But then he lowers the boom. But this comes at a cost to the United States. The Act's funds have not been generated by taxes or other federal revenues. Instead, they're financed by printing new money, something done mostly via electronic keystrokes these days, massively expanding the dollars in circulation and thus intensifying our current inflation, the highest in decades. And aside from the pain that the upward spiral of costs is causing ordinary Americans, inflation is also raising the price that governments pay for essential services, etc. And the cost to service the debt is skyrocketing it rose something like 50 percent in a year and i wish we had a little more time for this maybe we can continue on the other side of the break but it's driving 150 miles per hour straight over a cliff nobody seems to care nope it is hard to get anybody's attention for that particular story yeah yeah so to wrap up our discussion about the uh the various uh stimulus acts the trillions of dollars trotting out one of steve malanga's uh points in the city journal was that uh, billions and billions, actually, I think it's hundreds of, yeah, it's hundreds of billions of dollars has still not been spent. Oh, yeah. And and towns and counties and schools and all are like, what are we going to spend this on? So they're spending it willy-nilly on stuff they may or may not need. And, and all of this fake, printed, borrowed-from-our-grandchildren money is being spent now in a time of high inflation, post-pandemic, it is absolutely a case of we budgeted far, 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 far more than we needed. 
But there's no not spending it now. I know. I wish I could look into my local school where they uh, they redid all the blacktop. And I would like to know, did you need to do that? Because my kids and I plan it all the time, and it seemed to be fine. Is this the first thing I thought when I saw it being re-blacktopped? I thought, I'll bet this is COVID money. I bet this is just money yes. they had to spend on something. So yeah, well, we could re we could re-blacktop the. It's fine, but why not? Because that's that's the sort of thing that's going to happen. Because you got to spend it on something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to find that stuff on the cost of servicing the debt, but it's it's skyrocketing. Um. Yeah, well, anybody who has a mortgage or reads the newspaper or pays attention to the news knows that borrowing costs have, have skyrocketed. And so the cost of servicing the federal debt has skyrocketed likewise and will have to be paid for at some point. The true rate of taxation is the rate of spending. You can postpone that taxation to the poor suckers who are going to come next, but that's utterly indefensible morally. Oh, uh, and- yeah, oh, absolutely. Um we mentioned uh, in the, the inflation numbers came out yesterday, and they so they were inflation is still crazy high, but it's not high as it was, which is good news. Maybe we have choked off the economy enough. They're going to announce another half point jump in the interest rates today, which will choke the economy off even more and hopefully bring down inflation. But uh, individual items, price of eggs is up 49% from a year ago. That's incredible. Eggs yeah. are up 49% from a year ago. Baby food chickens are price gouging. It's obvious. How long will we put oh, 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 up with this oppression, this feathered oppression? Yeah, you better cross the road when you see me coming. Baby, uh, baby food. Hey, oh, come on, folks. <laughs> Tough crowd here. That was a good line. Baby food is up 11% from a year ago. Electricity is up 14% from a year ago. Chicken ups, the chicken is up 12%. Potatoes are up 16%. Milk is up 15% from a year ago. It's incredible. Chicken, wait, chicken is up 12%, but eggs are up 50%. Math doesn't work. But real average hourly earnings down 2%. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof is right. As the kids say. Oh, speaking of what the kids say, funny stuff about the uh, latest generation, the youngsters coming into the workplace, and how they're confusing the heck out of the elders with their snappy lingo. <laughs> <laughs> and their crazy emojis. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, oh, that's also, hilarious. Real shakeup in the world of higher education, which is long overdue. I'm going to squeeze this in. I think this is the perfect length. Now, this sort of thing comes out roughly once a week and always contradicts the thing that came out the previous week. But I think this is legit. It's from the Washington Post. Uh, to live longer, pick up the pace just three minutes a day. New study is like, out. I'm really, I'm really concentrating on this because I do want to live longer. Pick up the pace by three minutes a day. I can't wait to hear what this means. Hurry to the bus stop. Rush up the stairs. Play tag with your kids. Romp with the dog. Vacuum the living room with a little extra zing. Increasing the vigor and gusto of our daily activities could have a substantial impact on our longevity, according to a fascinating new study of movement, intensity, and mortality. That is great. I already do all that um, uh, on purpose, but that that is really a good idea. The study finds that as few as three minutes a day of vigorous everyday activity is linked to a 40% lower risk of premature death in adults, even when they do not otherwise exercise at all. One of the things I noticed that, um, I should ask my dad about this. So as an older parent, 
I'm looking to get exercise all the time, whereas my dad might not have been when we were playing catch, and he was like 40 and, you know, working hard and worn out from his day or whatever. I'm looking to get more exercise. So when my kids make a bad throw and I have to go get the ball, I jog over and get it and think, no problem. This is good for me. I need to run over there. Well, my dad would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, right here, ball. son. Right at the chest. Come on, son. <laughs> Every time I made a bad throw and he had to go get it. But I'm I'm like, no problem. I need to run over there and I need to bend over. The more times I run over and bend over during this little play and catch with the Frisbee activity, the better for me. Wow. So you're, you're, you're more like a dog at a dog park than a dad <laughs> playing catch. They throw the ball, you fetch it. I'm really good at throwing a Frisbee for whatever reason. Man, I can hit you right in the chest with a... You, you, the effortless to catch my Frisbee tosses. Hmm. Teaching a kid to throw a Frisbee well, I, I must not be very good at that. Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm not having much luck. It's reps. It's all about reps. You think? Yeah, they'll get the feel. Don't use your entire arm. That's the problem. You can swing in your whole arm. What is that right? You That's what flip. I think. I just I flip. just from the elbow down. Mm, mm, that's some good form right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So more focused research suggests intensifying some of our exercise, making sure our heart rates and breathing rise. That amplifies the health benefits, of course. Um, just 30 minutes a week of intense exercise dropped the risk of dying from heart disease by about half in men and women compared to people who were entirely sedentary. But, um, just, the, you know, the message I took from this, and I think everybody should take from this, is just do a little more. Yeah. Once you get used to doing a little more, doing a little more than that is easy. Sure. Don't throw yourself into the gym on January 2nd, do an hour and a half of intense weight training, go home crippled for the next three and a half weeks and slack off again. Just a little more. Having been sedentary, I never have been sedentary, but I can't imagine how hard it is to get going from that point because it's hard enough to get going from the point I'm at where I walk and play tag and do that sort of stuff regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the whole inertia thing is tough. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. So the way they did this is so interesting to me. Um, the scientists began analyzing folks' uh, daily activities in minute detail. Um, there, uh, it's, it's tens of thousands of adults age 40 to 69. Um, they determined the intensity of their movements almost second by second based on step rapidity and other data. The analysis consumed three months of constant computer time. By the end, the researchers could map the participants' brief bursts of movement, such as when someone ran for a train or chased after a toddler. These physical spurts might last for as little as a minute, but they mattered for mortality. Comparing activity patterns to death records for a period of about seven years uh, after people joined this project, the scientists found that those men and women who averaged 4.4 minutes a day for what the scientists termed vigorous intermittent lifestyle physical activity also known as doing stuff, uh, they were about 30% less likely to have died than those who rarely moved fast in any way. Wow, that is really good. Yeah, just little bursts of activity. So even though you're just walking the dog around the block, walk fast, you know, put a little hustle in your vacuuming, whatever, it would add up to four minutes a day. Yeah, at one point, until my knees started to hurt, I had this thing where if I was at home and needed something upstairs, I would go up the stairs and down, and then go up and get it and oh, go down. good one. Just double my stairs, just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. It turns out I was onto something. Yeah. But now my knees hurt. You know why? Because I'm old. My kids being crappy at throwing the Frisbee may save my life. How have, about that? Because I have to go way over there and get it every throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might make the difference. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I found this highly amusing. Did you know that some of the prime movers in pitting us against each other, hating each other online, who whip up animus, the left against the right, the right against the left. Animus? Pe- animus? <laughs> Who's whipping up animus online? Hey, how about I whip up a couple of nice animus for everybody? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are websites for that, but it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> no, animus, like enmity. Why does every word I use sound like anima? Anyway, um, <laughs> making us hate each other. But some of the prime movers in this, I'll give you an example give you an example so there's this guy in uh i think he's in indonesia bangladesh he's 21 years old saeed saeed ahmed is ahmed is his name he was reading news on facebook when he came across the canadian trucker story and while most of the world was bewildered by the freedom convoy and what they wanted and why it was such a big deal this young entrepreneur in bangladesh he got excited he sensed an opportunity um, he created a fake Facebook profile pretending to be an American named Crystal Marie, 
hell, I may have seen her posts or, or tweets, and used the profile to build a pro-convoy group called Convoy Freedom 2022. Writing his crystal, Ahmed sent a flood of posts supporting the truckers and bashing liberals like President Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. His group swelled quickly, attracting more than 15,000 followers at its peak. This doesn't he posted pro-convoy messages and memes and videos and that sort of thing. It was only then that he made his move and did what he'd intended to do the entire time. He directed all of his followers and had them direct all of their friends and followers to his online retail store, where he offered shirts, coffee mugs, and other items emblazoned with symbols like flags and big rigs and slogans like, don't mess with the truckers, and truck you, Trudeau. (laughs) I don't understand why more people aren't doing this. I don't understand why I'm not doing it. I'll bet it's so much easier than than you even imagine. To get a whole bunch of people that are really, really into a topic whipped up enough to uh, to start buying your 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 bumper stickers, your hats, your T-shirts. Yeah, the the other side of this, which is not nearly so charming, is that they get people to uh, donate to what they claim to be legitimate sure. uh, charities, causes, support the truckers, you know, buy medicine for the truckers, whatever. Right. And it's just third world scammers stealing all the money. But well, how much? Yo, okay, you have to you have to push them aside to get to the first world scammers who are doing it from you know your own country. So I'm sure there's plenty of that going on. Of the donations that go to various things like the truckers, what percentage of it is not just going in somebody's pocket? See Black well, Lives right. Matter, for instance. Sure, yeah, and we never did get to the uh, Boston. Was it Boston BLM activists who scammed 185 thousand dollars, like so many do? Ah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and and most of you probably know this, but some of you don't. Virtually every single email you get that says, "Do you support Donald Trump or help Trump?" Did blah blah blah. Every single one of those things is they're just trying to take your money. It's just it's groups that are somewhat allegedly maybe a little bit tied to trump or elections or something it's all a scam well the high profile ones like the lincoln project are freaking scams let alone that you've never heard of them in your life ones so right yeah armstrong and getty jack armstrong and joe getty but resist we must the armstrong and getty show so we don't tend to do grim stories of crime or, um, you know, some mom does something terrible to her kid or somebody abuses a dog. We don't do those stories. A lot of, a lot of news outlets do. Maybe there's an audience for that. They must think so. I don't want to hear just random acts of awfulness because they no, exist. Horror porn. They yeah. exist all okay. around the world. The main reason I'm interested in this particular story, one, it's local to me. Uh, but two, I'm wanting to know if Isaac White Carter, 20 years old, I'm guessing he's got a criminal background. I don't know that he does. I w- I'd like to know if this is another one of those stories of, here's a guy who demonstrated what kind of person he was, but he was still out on the street. Here's what this 20-year-old Isaac White Carter, who, thank God, has been arrested. They found him and arrested him. This is what he did. So he's with some friends at the Habert Burger in the San Francisco Bay Area, and they think this... uh young person is staring at him, giving the eyeball. Well, turns out this is a special needs kid, intellectually disabled, and the brother oh of and the brother of one of the fast food workers. So they're threatening this kid and giving him all kinds of crap. The 19-year-old girl who's the manager there at the Habit Burger intervenes to try to protect the kid. 
Well, they're not going to have that. So they beat her until she loses her eye. Oh, my Lord. And she's trying to protect the special needs kid from these scumbags. Now, this guy, to me, even if he's never committed a crime in his life, he should be in prison for the rest of his life. I do not believe in redemption for this sort of thing. You're able to do that? Go away forever, says the libertarian. <laughs> I could I could compromise on 25 years. Man, if when you're know. 46 years old, you, you have a human soul, we can talk, maybe. Right. Unbelievable. There's well, video California of it, too. California's emptying out its prisons, by the way. There's video of it. If you want to watch this video, you're a certain no. sort of person. He punches her in the face, then keeps repeatedly punching her in the same part of the face, which is why she ended up losing her eye. A young woman. Yeah, 19-year-old prison. Oh, and I also like, at the the end of the story, they also threw in investigations are being made uh, to the videotape to determine whether or not he had thrown around Hispanic slurs, which could be considered a hate crime. Oh, really? You can't get the maximum whatever for beating a 19-year-old girl who is trying to defend a special needs kid and you cause her to lose her eye. You, you don't have a penalty stiff enough for that. But if he said, you know, use some anti-Hispanic slur, then that'll be a, I, I hate the whole thing. Now, now that's serious. Yeah. yeah. Just makes me sick all the way around. But what I'd like it's to know perverse. is if, if this guy had a criminal record, you know, in the San Francisco Bay Area where she he had, he had skated a number of times. I don't know that he did, but I'd be surprised if he didn't. Well, and you're not going to read that in a lot of the papers or the, the news websites around the area. You know? But I told you we would need transition music, Michael, to move away from that horrifying story. And, uh, uh, yeah, I need transition music for my own brain. Go ahead. <laughs> Going with the classic. It is of Russian origin, though. Makes me wonder if you're soft on the invasion of Ukraine. That story's worth telling again, because a lot of you may not have heard it. That was a hit in the Soviet Union, this song. It doesn't have any words. That's because originally it had words, but the communist Soviet government thought the words were too dangerous to society, so they had the same song sung with just la-la-las. Understanding is the the writer of it tried a couple of times to get it past the censors and finally said, you know, tell with it. And I think it was just a love song. It wasn't like anti-communist. That's good, Michael. You've done a good job of clearing out my brain. I would give the rubles I own to buy you a pretty dress. Da, 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 da. Right. Yeah, who knows? I would trade a tractor that I got from Stalin himself. Communist regimes do not like love because that is some sort of allegiance to something other than the state. And they do not like that. Mm. Meanwhile, in China, they're begging people to have kids. Something's got to give there. You can have kids, but no love. Good plan. Uh, Speaking of uh, no love, (laughs) that's probably not a good transition. Uh, Yesterday, we were talking about some really interesting studies about Americans self-segregating by politics, moving to places that had more friendly politics to whatever their point of view was, whether it was blue or red. Many more conservatives and independents are doing that than uh, uh, liberals, which I found interesting. We talked about if you missed it, grab hour four of yesterday's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. But we were talking about California, which is the biggest exodus state and has been now for a while. And, um, and, and the various commentators, depending on which one you're reading, talked about, well, it's mostly housing prices. And then some would admit, oh, although hilarious. there are political this, that, or the other, 
So I said, all right, you're listening right now. You left California or you're about to. Why? Of course, prices, Got a ton of emails. prices have always made a difference. I mean, uh, uh, if you live in California, it's always been something you notice that you could move to other parts of the country and with the same amount of money you got in your house right now buy like 20 acres with a lake so you know that's always been true yeah that factors in so here are some of the emails uh mark and austin we left the bay area in 2015 because we couldn't afford to buy a house in a good school district Mm. uh ended up in austin the deciding factors were state politics and weather one of the best decisions we've ever made um, cause they'd looked at Portland and Seattle too, uh, several years ago. Whoops. Uh, let's see. Here's, uh, Cole. Um, my wife and I are leaving California. Many reasons. Um, they live in the Santa Cruz mountains. They're, we're not leaving just because we step over needles and human feces on the sidewalk every day or because every two years we shake our head at local election results. We're leaving because we cannot afford to buy a home here and afford the policies at the same time. My wife and I were both born and raised here, so the decision to leave is not an easy one. We've both always appreciated the beauty of our hometown from an early age. which makes it all the more painful to watch it be dismantled, dismantled by cancerous ideology. Let's see. Here's uh, Jashan, left California 12 years ago. Many people followed me and moved to Colorado. Californians are parasites. They moved out of California due to cost, regulation, crime, etc. They came to Colorado and voted the same way. And Colorado's, well, he he goes on for a couple paragraphs. Colorado's been ruined. (laughs) Colorado's been ruined. Colorado's crumbling. Um, Kind of a different question, but interesting. Uh, Don't California my Colorado, right? Uh, let's see. Left CA for AZ, writes Barry. For decades, I gave California mounds of tax money exchange, in exchange for beautiful land, mild seasons, good schools, tech employment. About five years ago, we finally got frustrated enough with the California government and the effect of its decisions that we moved out of state. The decision was political, sociological, and financial. But ultimately, the issues in each of those categories were the direct result of government decisions, so it's safe to say our move was fully driven by politics. Pretty good analysis, and he goes yeah. on that vein. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Which was my premise all along. It's it's a combination of things. I mean, if if the scenery is w- wonderful, which it is, the recreational opportunities are amazing, um, and the expenses are pretty affordable, well, then miserably crappy government you could probably put up with. But it's it's like a point system. Once you pass five crappy points... You know, from whatever of those areas, you think, no, I've had enough. Let's see. This I always is, uh, argue that a lot of the things people claim they like is bunk anyway. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. I know people personally, I know plenty of people personally that don't actually ever go skiing or actually ever go to the ocean or do any of those things that they claim are the things that they like. Well, you do the same to. thing. <laughs> you do the same thing everybody else does in the country. You order a pizza and you watch a movie. They're getting ready to. They're gonna <laughs> soon. I uh, got this long note from. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's Russ, who actually he he left uh, Lake Elsinore, which is an inland empire, um, a little south of Riverside. If you don't know it, in California. Um, great place to grow up. He, he really writes a nice description of it until the nineties. Then it exploded. Crime, tons of crime, graffiti, gangs, 
uh, just terrible problems became the meth capital of Southern California. So we pulled up stakes and moved to greener pastures. Portland, Oregon, here we come. You may be laughing, but then, but back then it was really nice up here. No gangs, no graffiti, little crime. Downtown Portland was a treat to visit, I would agree. I love downtown Portland the way it used to be. Uh, and he goes on uh, waxing eloquent about that. Yeah, I and remember then the, history repeated itself. I remember the first time I was ever in Portland in my life, I thought, this is just like fairyland. It's so fantastic. It was like all the great, cool stuff about San Francisco with none of the filth. Well, that didn't last. Right. I feel like I'm watching history repeat itself. My once beautiful, adorable, charming, fun, safe city of Portland has descended into a dystopian hellscape, overrun with tent junkies and people openly shooting up at bus stops, pooping on the sidewalks in broad daylight, graffiti on top Ew. of other graffiti everywhere. Pooping in broad daylight. Fecal matter. That's right, Johnny. Urban planner Johnny Depp there. Let's see. Jeez, at uh, least wait till the cover of darkness. Uh, Ten-plus-year listener Brian in Draper, Utah, writes, Yep, we bailed out of Clanifornia from Utah and all... Clanif, that's dismissive. Really had it with the horrid Bay Area. We're much happier now. Uh, KVRIBS, keep voting red in a blue state. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to get snarky about it. No! Then he goes into some detail. Uh, a couple more, real quick. Uh, Lara, heard you talking about the WAPO article on people voting with their feet. That's us. We moved out this year, uh, both born and raised in California, but he'd lived in other states and knew that we'd be happier living in a state that reflected our conservative values. Last straw for me was the government outreach and overreactions during COVID. That was the last on a long list of grievances, and I was done with California for good. Um We've lived in Idaho now for just a few months and feel like we moved back to America. So those are a lot of uh, individual explanations of people doing it. There are all kinds of stats out there to show that people are doing it more than we've ever done it before. What does that mean for the future of the country? Civil war? Guaranteed civil war? Probably civil war, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting. And again, we dealt with this a little bit yesterday when you were out, but... um, Red states get redder, blue states get bluer. No compromise. The growth of the power of the federal government suggests that whoever is in charge, whether it was red or blue, will shove lots of governance down the throats of the people in those other states who don't want it. As we and and you know this is a side topic, a tangent, but there's a reason our federal system was so brilliant. People in Idaho have different needs than people in Los Angeles. And honestly, the states have now, the state governments have acquired so much power, we've forgotten that the people in Los Angeles have different needs than people in, say, you know, Redding, California. And so it's got to be one size fits all, top down, shoved down. Terrible. Yeah, something's going to come out of this unforeseen consequences of all this self-selecting geography. It'll be interesting to live through. And Ray, who moved to Texas, says, in no special order, economics goes into detail. Politics, yeah. Nauseated by the politics. Nauseated, rather. Um, And faith. Like with politics, I was tired of being such an extreme minority as a Christian. Ah, right. So many were vocally contemptuous of people who believe what I do. Yep. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of bureaucracies, I love this. We talked, uh, remember uh, last week we were talking about uh, Harvard and and Yale and these uh, these uh, schools with these gigantic, unimaginably huge endowments of tens of billions of dollars in the bank, and they've spent all the money on adding more and more layers of bureaucrats and administrators. Came across this about the University of California system, often referred to as the most prestigious university system in the world. Mm-hmm. In 24, I'm sorry, by 2014, oh, I skipped ahead a paragraph. Uh, the vaunted UC system employs 48,000 unionized students to teach grade, uh, grade papers and conduct research. And that might make some wonder, this editorialist writes, what it is exactly that tenured professors do all day than other than dream up new woke nightmares to visit upon the nation in coming years. Um, by 2014, administrators at UC campuses outnumbered faculty, having grown by 60% over a decade, during which student enrollment increased by 22%. So the students are up about 20%. The f- administrators had grown by 60%, and the number of faculty only went up by 8%. 
A study at UC Berkeley found 11 layers of management with 471 managers in charge of just one person. Wow. So you're the boss of something. You have only one underling. But you can't consolidate all those administrators. In fact, you're going to grow it by 60%. The number of direct reports per supervisor in the private sector ranges from 6 to 11. And often it's one in the UC system. There's a good chance a few of those 471 managers are diversity, equity, and inclusion chiefs with social media assistance, etc., so is it any wonder that inflation-adjusted tuition at state-run universities almost tripled from 20 to 2020? Almost tripled. See, what's interesting about this is it's happened in the public schools the same time it's happened in the, in the universities. And what's going on culturally, or did they both just catch on to each other's scam? Hey, that's a good idea. I've got this. Just came across it over the weekend. The percent growth of population in public schools between 2000 and 2019. So this is the in the 2000s up until a couple of years ago, the latest numbers. Students grew 7.6%. Teachers grew 8.7%. Administrators grew 90%. Wow. In public schools in the 2000s. Wow. So why did the same thing happen, you know, for fifth graders that happened at the universities? Well, it's because the universities turn out teachers and teachers union advocates and administrators. Um. It's just, it's a giant, bloated, circular, perpetual motion machine but a lot of, of it producing is, administrators. But a lot of it is um, uh, the diversity and equity crowd, right? You just, oh, yeah. you feel like that they're, the, 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 the America's screwed up and the only way to fix it is to get a whole bunch of middle managers with weird titles dedicated to more diversity and signage or whatever you were talking about last week well right yeah if and if i propose that we need a new dean of dei and community decolonization uh, and you say no that we don't need that we don't have the budget for it all of a sudden you're a racist Again. you're anti-equity you're a colonizer again so this is the first 20 years of this century we had a growth of students and teachers of course you had more students the population grew 7.6%. She needs some more teachers, 8.7%. Probably about right. Yeah. Direct administrators grew 90% in that same amount of time. Now, that's not like going back to the 40s. That's going back to the 90s. Did you think there weren't enough administrators in school in the 90s or 80s or 70s, depending on how old you are when you look back on your schooling? Or did things seem fine? I felt like I learned a lot. I felt like my kids learned a lot prior to that time. Seemed fine. That's amazing. Everything seemed to go great. It's really stunning. Yeah, it is. It's shocking. Uh, getting back to the universities, just uh, briefly, uh, this uh, senior policy analyst at the Texas Public Policy Foundation makes the point that this administrative bloat has been fed by virtually limitless federal student loans with almost 43 million borrowers now owing more than $1.7 trillion. The average student graduating with a bachelor's degree carries about $24,000 in debt. Oof. And if you distort a market like that, super cheap, readily available cash loans to a bunch of 18-year-olds and or their families who may or may not understand the ramifications of borrowing that much money, you will get a cash-bloated, slush-fund-sucking, wildly distorted market. And that is education in America right now. 
Now, you can't explain away the uh, elementary schools through student loans, obviously. Um, but it's a cultural shift, of, and it's not just the DEI thing. I hope you didn't take out a student loan for third grade. I really <laughs> hope you didn't. Yeah, well, uh, some of those private schools, oh, what the, the oh. rich people pay is just astonishing. But um, education has become an insular uh, world where they manage themselves. And you remember, we've seen some quotes lately from various progressives who, who who think the idea of the community and parents being involved in what their kids learn, what they don't learn, is obscene. It should be PhDs in education who decide all this stuff. Man, that is the last people who should be deciding. Armstrong and Getty. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.